Okay, so we're going to carry on with our series looking at the one another's. Um, and if you've got your Bibles, um, have a look in Colossians 3. Um, so we're going to read a couple of verses, verses 12 to 14, um, and then we're going to dive in to look at the next of the one another's that we're called to. So it says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And this is our key verse. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So we're remembering, listen, the context of these one another's is that we're supposed to do life with people. Um, so there's a whole list of things that we need to commit to doing, actively choose to do in order for life on life, life in community to work out. And it's all in the context of love. That's why Paul says in, in verse 14, listen, over everything, put on love you know and even his choice of language is deliberate put on love it's like an active choice actively something I choose to put on and and all the one another as we've said listen these are these are practical ways relational ways that um that we love one another in order for community and life to work and and you know I actually I love verse 13 I love his kind of just gentle encouragement say listen bear with one another other translations say have forbearance others say tolerate one another and you know, it's that implication of listen to a certain extent there's times when it's going to be like listen put up with one another grit your teeth and bear with one another because there's times we're going to bump into one another and it is a bearing with because I'm in process and you're in process and sometimes that means there's bumps on the way so it's like listen put up with each other bear with one another and then here's the key um, in all of it that we forgive one another and that's what I want to look at this evening the one another of forgiveness um, you know I think everybody, secular writers, psychologists, you know, people in the church, outside the church, therapists, people are massively aware of how important forgiveness is and, and, and the benefits, actually how that changes um, our you know, spiritual health, emotional health, even our physical health. You know, there's research saying that actually it does make a difference to us physiologically and physically. It, there are real benefits um, to forgiveness, which is why the Lord kind of calls us as his people to forgive one another. Brené Brown, um, a brilliant author, in her book Rising Strong says this, about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetting or walking away from accountability or condoning a hurtful act. It is the process of taking back and healing our lives so that we can truly live. You know, I think she's dead right. You know, I think this is why, you know, John 10, 10, Jesus says that he came that we'd have life in all its fullness. So every biblical instruction that we see, even the ones that are hard and challenging and costly, they are, we need to understand those in the context of this is unto life in all its fullness. Or like Brene Brown says, it actually, that it's so we can truly live. And, and it's in that kingdom context, fully living, life in abundance to the full is going to require forgiveness and therefore conversely not forgiving um, means we'll be held back from some of that um, so on on one level it's a really simple instruction like to be honest with you, like most of you um, one another's it's just like well just do it don't judge and do forgive love one another. like just do it but but how do we do that like what is forgiveness and how do we do that and listen I want to acknowledge it's a huge subject people have written books on it and we are I'm literally going to throw out a few thoughts um this evening my no you know genuinely just scratching the surface um but here's something I've kind of I've realized in the sort of 12 plus years of church um, ministry is that I think in the church we can sometimes um, see forgiveness and treat it a little bit like a little tiny elastoplast um, that we're putting sometimes on a gaping, festering, maybe infected and really gammy wound. Like we just think, oh, just forgiveness. You know, it's a, it's a quick and an easy fix. Not realizing that actually, do you know what? There's, 
there's way more of a process um, that we have to kind of really grit our teeth and rumble with to kind of actually to forgive. Um, let me read you this. Um, this is a, a psychologist called Imi Lowe um, was writing in Psychology Today. And, and she said this, by covering up our anger, prematurely moving into fake forgiveness, drowning our truths to protect others, letting go of our boundaries for surface harmony, we are bypassing an essential step in our attainment of emotional freedom. And I would add to that, and our spiritual freedom. And I think sometimes we're possibly really bad at this in the church, this bypassing. Actually, this, that thought of, you know, we prematurely rush to fake forgiveness. It's like, well, I forgive you without really dealing with well, actually what's going on underneath, actually what has this been like for me. Um, actually, we're, we're missing a step of our freedom. And then we wonder why, you know, we feel demoralized. It's like, well, I tried to forgive them and I, st and I still feel stuck. That still feels live for me. And I wonder, the question is whether we've really, we've really got to the depths of what forgiveness actually is. Um, so, I, you know, I don't want us to settle for a, a counterfeit version, you know, spiritual bypassing um, of, of saying the right words, but it not actually kind of landing somewhere because I want us for, to be willing to wrestle with the messy process um, towards forgiveness. And it is. It can be difficult and messy, and it is a process. Um, I want This might help. This is... Um, uh, Pull, I pulled this out of our freedom course, actually. I think it's Brad Jerzak originally, but it, um, here's what forgiveness isn't. And this is really helpful. If we want to know how to forgive, let's start here with being abundantly clear that forgiveness is not any of these things. Saying, I forgive you, um, is not what we can sometimes settle for, is saying, it's okay. And, and, and by that, I mean, you know, we, that we minimize what was done or we condone unfair, hurtful, unjust behavior um, or the damage that occurs. It, it's kind of like we were like, well, it's no big deal. It's okay. We minimize, we downplay. That's not forgiveness. Likewise, the other thing we can say is, is I'm okay. Is that we, you know, we might acknowledge, oh, you did something, but, but I'm okay. And we, we don't acknowledge that I have been hurt. I've been damaged. I've been affected you know, in different ways and different scales, depending what's happened. But, but we, we don't acknowledge that or we minimize that and just say, I'm okay. I remember um, walking with um, uh, some, a guy in the church a while ago, and, and I wasn't on his ministry team, but I was sort of overseeing the team, and, and he'd had a really tough time at school. He'd been horribly bullied, and, um, and, and the guy sort of trying to sort of pray with him and talk him through that was saying, I just feel like we're stuck. It's like there's this real disconnect, and he'll be like, say, well, I, you know, I, I forgive this person, and, and the thing that really kind of brought a real breakthrough, a real crossroad moment for him to actually get into some more freedom um, was actually when the guy helping him and talking with him and praying him was able to say, listen, I want you to imagine I'm the person who bullied you at school. I'm standing in front of you. What do you need to say to me? And all of a sudden, this kind of depth of, of rage and, and pain and anger just like came pouring out this guy. And it, and it ended with him saying, it wasn't okay. It's not okay. This, suddenly he got in touch with the righteous anger and injustice of what you did was hideous, you know, ruined his school days, decimated his confidence and had ongoing effects still for him in his life as a grown man. Um, but he had to get to the point of being able to say, it's not okay what you did and I'm not okay. And from that point, then there was change and then was trajectory. So let's not say it's okay. Let's not pretend I'm okay. The next thing is not saying you're okay. It's almost this rush to kind of let people off the hook. Whether we're not comfortable with conflict or we're kind of feeling intimidated by the situation. But listen, it takes courage to really look at what someone's done and how we felt and face that. And so sometimes it 
Honestly, it feels easier and safer just to say, oh, you're okay. But that's not forgiveness either. The final thing that forgiveness isn't is saying we're okay. Because I want to be abundantly clear, forgiveness is not the same as, as being reconciled to that person, having a relationship restored. That might not be possible. It might not be sensible or wise. Um, it, like, so it's not the same thing. So saying I forgive you does not mean you have to go back to relationship as it was. That, those are not the same thing. I mean, the boundaries are still a really important part. Um, none of those things are are, are they are ways that I think we bypass and I think we're bad at it in the church because we, we see the biblical call to forgive so we run, we must do that um, but actually really what we're doing is we're doing one of those four things it's okay, I'm okay, you're okay, we're okay and, and, and we're not and, and it's not forgiving as the Lord forgave us because that's the standard, right? If you look back at our original text in Colossians that, that's the call, Paul says we're to forgive as the Lord forgave us, right? That's, that's the standard and, and if you... If you think about God's forgiveness for us, it is and was a full, costly, deep and lasting work that really cost something for that to be purchased for us. You know, the, the whole point of the cross was that things weren't okay. I wasn't okay. We weren't okay. God wasn't okay with sin and the disconnect in humanity. None of it was okay. And therefore, we needed the cross to purchase our forgiveness. And so... Um, it, we have to understand, listen, that, that's the standard and that's the source of our forgiveness. The standard of our forgiveness is as the Lord forgave us. The fuel for our forgiveness is because we have been forgiven, because of what the cross has done. So let me just throw out a couple of thoughts um, about what I think forgiveness is um, and how we can walk in it. And the first thing is this that I've just referenced. Listen, forgiveness is really costly. It costs Jesus everything to purchase our forgiveness. It does cost us something to forgive each other. Um, it is a the fruit of forgiveness is, is good, is lasting, is so transformative. Like it's, there's a real power in forgiveness, but for everything that is powerful and valuable and significant, it's costly. It does cost us something, and it is a process, and that process is hard. Um, and I think almost there's an element where, where forgiveness is, there's a little bit where it involves some dying and some grieving. Let me explain what I mean by that. It sounds a little bit intense, but... Um, for me to forgive requires that I lay some stuff down, that some stuff dies, and that might be my, my right to an apology, my right to feel vindicated, my right for my pain to feel validated and justified, my right for you to say you were wrong, you know, what I feel is my right for you to be punished or for there to be revenge, for me to, be, to win, to be proved right. Like Those things actually need to die in order for me to forgive. And there's almost an element of you let those things die and then grieve the loss of them if that doesn't sound confusing but listen the whole point of the gospel we know is that um is that life comes from death and actually we find our life when we're willing to lose it so when we're willing to lay those things down count the cost of that then we're heading towards forgiveness second thing forgiveness needs to be specific Right now, I'm not saying that we have to go through a list of every single slight you know particularly for those people nearest and dearest but but be specific, be willing to recognize and name and own. Listen, when you did that, I felt this and it has caused this. Like, be specific. Like, this is what I'm forgiving you for. Not a sort of a random generic floaty, oh, I forgive you, chucking it out there. Like, let's be specific. Let's target. There is power in forgiveness. So let's point it where there's been disconnect, where there's been pain. Um, so it's not about, you're okay, it's okay, it's it's this wasn't okay. Like it wasn't okay that you did this. I'm not okay that that happened, but I forgive you. 
That's the difference. So be really specific in order to then be able to let it go. And here's the thing. Forgiveness is all about releasing and freedom. Essentially, forgiveness is that I release you and as a result, I am released and so I can go free. Here's, here's the thing. It's that I'm specific about what you did. So I haven't, John's here, but I haven't got anyone with me here to demonstrate. But imagine I have a piece of paper and, and, um, and something, I've done something to you. You know, I have, I've hurt you, I've offended you, I've let you down. And you are, you know, you've written that down on a piece of paper and you're holding that against me. And, and I did that, right? So if you imagine, this is your hand, there's a piece of paper here. Everywhere I go, you, you have to go. You're, you're actually almost connected to me in a really unhelpful way. All the while, you're like, I am holding that thing against Sarah. I am holding that offense, that slight, that criticism. I'm holding it against her. She got it wrong. Um, all the while you do that, everywhere I go, you go. Forgiveness is about taking your hand off and letting that fall to the floor recognizing that there's loss, recognizing that you have to let some stuff go and some stuff has to die. Um, so you're no longer holding that against us. And listen, again, the call is forgive as the Lord forgave us. And the Bible's abundantly clear. Jesus does not count our sins against us. That's not what he does. You know, it, it talks about um, God removing our sins as far as the east is from the west. There's a complete laying down. Like God, God doesn't have a list that he is holding up against you. He has let that go. He has released you so you get to go free. That's the call. I release you and therefore I go free. So I have to release you from any sense that you owe me, that you're, you know, you're deserving of punishment, that there's a sense of revenge and you're going to get, I have to let all of that go. I have to release that. And um, because that's how I've been forgiven. Like that, and that is the standard, that actually love keeps no record of wrong. And listen again, this is somewhere where we can bump into, like, well, I, you know, I, I forgive you. you know, forgive, Phil, I, I'll forgive you that you didn't do the washing up when you said you were going to, but I have noted that down in my little black book, that that is actually the seventh time that that has happened. In, like, I'm keeping a record. That's not forgiveness. That's not, how, that's not love, and that isn't how God treats us. If, you know, the, the, the cross is really clear. Actually, the, the, it doesn't just forgive our sins, it cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It says this in 1 John, and when we come to God, if we confess our sin, he's faithful to forgive our sins and, really important we hear it, and, and, and. Yes, he forgives our sins and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness, which is the record is done. The standard is reset. He's not holding that against us anymore. So that's how we have to forgive one another and keeping a record of wrong stacked up so that the next time they do it, you're back in again. Ha, here we go again. You always do this. Like That's not forgiveness. That's not me releasing you. And that's not the way that I go free. That's the way that we stay stuck, right? So we have to understand the power of the cross is to forgive our sins and cleanse us. And so the, the power of the cross in us to forgive one another is to forgive and to, not that I'm doing the cleansing, but I'm not holding that against you. I'm not seeing you as still marked by that. I'm not having that as the lens that I hold up against you when I look at you. That's so we have to do the same. It's, it resets the standard. This is what the cross did. It, it reset the standard so that my value and my relationship and my connection before the Lord is now not, it's not on the basis of my behavior. And that's the standard forgive, for forgiveness. This leads me into my final point um, that connects back to last week, which is why I wanted to do these two weeks back to back. Forgiveness and judging, seeing these two things together is really, really important. So last week, um, if you haven't listened, you can, you can jump back. And we looked at this biblical call to, uh, to not judge one another. Um, and 
Being able to forgive is essential if we're going to be able to not judge. Because I, I feel like they're sort of the, the two sides of the, the same coin. And, and this count, you know, keeping a record of wrong is right in the middle of these two things. So if, if you know, Phil does something that ticks me off, that offends me, that upsets me, that hurts me, okay, if I forgive him, but I don't lay down judgment of him, but, I, my, but my lens of him is he always does that. He's never going to do that. He will, like, and remember, this is what judgment is. Judgment is that I make a definitive values-based statement about you that puts you in a box based on my experience of you, based on maybe your behavior, but I put you in this box. You know, definitive statement, you know, value-based statement that is you are this because of your behavior, right? So if I forgive, but I haven't laid down judgment, that is the lens that I look at you through. And so, so then, hey, listen, guess what's going to happen is I'm going to experience you in that same way just again and I'll be hurt again and I'll be offended again and I'll have to forgive you again and I'll be like why isn't this working why am I not getting free so if we forgive without dealing with judgment we're going to get a little bit stuck right but but likewise you know we if we just say well I'm, I'm not going to judge you I'm not going to see you like that but I haven't really done forgiveness I've maybe done one of those spiritual bypassing things and said it's okay I'm okay not really acknowledge what's happened not really owned the fact that I've hurt um, and, and then not allowed the Lord to come in and heal that, not really done the forgiveness, then I can work really hard at not judging you and saying, you know, you're not the sum total of your behavior and God sees you. I can do all of that. But if I haven't forgiven, I'm still going to bump into stuff and get stuck. Does that make sense? So it's like, you know, our, our relational health is really dependent on the two sides of this coin of, of really loving people it means you don't keep a record of wrongs and I will forgive and I will not judge. And if we only one or other of those things, we're still going to get stuck. We're still going to bump into one another. So that's why this judgment thing is so, so important. And, for, and, and the reason is for you and I to go free. It's, it's, you know, the, the power of forgiveness is, is for me, really. It's not, it's not for you as a person who hurt me. It's for me. Um, but, it, but it's an unshakable, unmistakable, biblical call for all of us. And we, we need to be... Seri we take that seriously. We need to commit to the process. It takes a huge amount of courage. It takes a massive amount of humility, but it is always, always worth it. So here's the thing. Like the call to forgive is profound. It's challenging. The call to forgive as the Lord forgave us, that standard, that fullness, that depth, that extension of forgiveness that is a massively high standard. Oh, almost that feels like an impossibly high standard. You know, the, the disciples bumped into this when they're talking about this with Jesus and saying, well, how many times should I forgive? And one of them says, you know, is, is it seven times thinking, I'm going to look really good now that I'd be willing to forgive seven times. And Jesus comes back with like, no, seven times, 70 times seven. He's like, actually, there's not, a, there's not a cap on it. And, you know, I can imagine the disciples being like, like what on earth? Like that's that's outrageous. That is ridiculous standard. And this is the thing, guys. Living in the kingdom, it is a radically high standard that we're called to live. It's a radical way of living um, that we're called into. But let me encourage you: there is a radical amount of power that is made available to us in order to live in that way. So the 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 like I said, the fuel, the the possibility for you and I to forgive as the Lord forgave us, is because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Like that actually makes it possible. Like the power of the cross makes it possible for me to meet this, this standard, this way of living, this way of loving and dealing with relational stuff. It is possible. Like let's not pretend it's not a really high standard. It's a really costly process. But um, 
you are going to be infused with power and strength and courage and grace and mercy and kindness from Jesus in order to treat other people in that way. So let me encourage you. It's hard. It's a process and we're all in it together. And so I want, I want to ask you to really genuinely, maybe this evening, maybe over this next week, really kind of ask the Lord to come and, and do a bit of a, a kind of a, a, a health check with you and say, actually, do you know, are there people that I need to forgive? You know, often a, a marker of actually, I haven't really forgiven and I haven't really laid down and I haven't, I am keeping a record of wrong and I have slightly judged them is that I'm, I've, I've taken a step back from people. I've disconnected or I, you know, I've started thinking less of them or I started speaking ill of them. I've changed how I might react. Like, you know, there's just like, oh, something shifted a little bit. Just allow the Lord to kind of, you know, in his kindness, that's what the Holy Spirit does. In his kindness, he leads us to repentance to show us, hey, you've maybe not forgiven that person. You know, there's, you've maybe not actually really laid down that judgment. And sometimes there's conversation with that person, but not always. And so I want to encourage you, if there are people that you need to forgive, um, I want to encourage you to go on that journey. And I want to fi- say one final thing. Do not feel you have to do that journey on your own. It's really hard. Like, so this guy I was telling you about, Actually, it was genuinely a, a real pivot moment for him in his, in his journey of kind of emotional health and spiritual health. Actually, to have someone to walk with him and, and talk and pray and kind of and nudge him to kind of actually really be able to get in touch with the fact that I'm not okay. This wasn't okay. And we need one another in that process. And I want to encourage you that that is something that we all need. We will have our freedom course coming um, back up before too long in a different format. Um, and I want to encourage you, if you've, if you've never done our freedom course, you should. We're, it is for freedom that we're set free. And, and so often we, we don't live in the fullness of that. And we are really committed and passionate about all of us walking in the fullness of that. And the Freedom Course is designed to teach, to help, to minister, to, to, for us all to walk into freedom. And particularly over maybe an area of forgiveness. Maybe the person you're most struggling to forgive is yourself. You know, and, and that's a whole other topic. But that's hard to forgive ourselves. I want to encourage you, if this is something that you're kind of bumping into ask for some help, you know, get in touch with somebody who you trust, you know, think about coming on the freedom course, lean in and let what each other, let other people help you kind of wrestle with that process towards being able to genuinely say, I forgive you, you know, letting go, not keeping a record of wrongs and you know, them being released and you walking into freedom. So let's pray as, as we close. Jesus, I want to start by saying I'm so thankful that we are forgiven. Thank you, Jesus, that um, the way that you love us means you don't keep a record of our wrongs, that you don't count our sins against us, that you forgive our sins and you wash us fully clean from them. Um, But we acknowledge that that standard of forgiveness is hard. So would you help us, Holy Spirit, come and help us to forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. Help us in those places where things aren't okay, where we're hurting, where there's been disconnect, where there's been difficulty. Help us. Show us if we're settling for bypassing. We're settling for something less. Of We're saying, it's okay, I'm okay. We're minimizing. Um, God, we want to be free. We want to take seriously that call to forgive because we want to live in the fruit and the goodness of having been able to forgive others. So we ask that you would help us to walk in those ways. And thank you that you commit to do that. You walk with us and everything that we need for life and godliness, you promise that you're going to provide it for us. So in our need to forgive, Jesus, help us. And we ask this in your name. Amen.
Amazing. Listen, let, let me remind you, um, straight after time finished here, you can jump on our prayer team and ready and um, give them a few minutes in a Zoom call. They would love to pray with you to kind of hear from the Lord, to encourage you, strengthen you, build you up. So if you've never done that, I would encourage you, get someone to pray for you, jump on and they would love to do that. Otherwise, have um, just have a beautiful week and look after yourselves, look after each other and we will keep connected and um, hopefully speak to you very soon.